0: Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall at my usual stand. 5,000 years ago is just a minute ago, a blink of the eye to some men. To them, the morning of the world is just a tick of the clock away. They are that small group of scholars and scientists known to the rest of us as archaeologists. Men and women who coax the secrets of the past out of the bosom of an ancient earth who scratch the long-hidden wonders of antiquity from a soil grown hard with time. Your shop is filled with so many strange and beautiful things.
1: Might you possibly have any samples of pottery? Ancient pottery? I have many such beauties, sir. Local ones? Even fragments, broken pieces? Discovered in some long-forgotten cave or excavation? Something... Like this, uh, sir. If you know what is good for you, leave my shop at once. Well, what's wrong? Ever since I got here, everyone in this town seems to leave. Be... Leave, I beg you. I, I, I have nothing for you. Go back to wherever you came from. You carry danger with you. You carry death. <laughs>
0: mystery drama, Journey into Nowhere, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Arnold Moss and stars Court Benson and Joan Lovejoy. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. a far-off country near the Persian Gulf, the sun has been beating down brutally, blisteringly all day. Now with the day almost at its end, it begins to take on the shape of a huge kettle of burnished bronze. Native workmen have been digging under that blazing sun in the white sands that are hemmed in on three sides by towering black cliffs. For weeks they have been excavating on the site of an ancient civilization, for a group of American archaeologists, under the leadership of the distinguished scholar, Dr. Carlo Oresti.
2: Everybody, we're all very tired. Pesbahu,
3: good night to all of you. thank you. Uh,
1: They've put in a good day's work, Dorothy, and so have I. I'm I'm absolutely bushed. How about you?
4: It's been a long day.
1: And a disappointing one. Not much to show.
4: Not because he didn't try, Dr. Oresti.
1: Almost two months. All we've turned up were two or three promising leads.
4: Now, when I was a student of yours not so long ago, you taught us that where there were promising leads, there was hope.
1: Yes, but sometimes it's a little discouraging. Here we are where it all began, ancient Mesopotamia. Cradle of civilization, conquered, invaded by every warrior nation of history from time immemorial. And all we've turned up from the treasures of these these vanished people is something close to a big fat zero.
4: Well, we still have a month. Every dig that's ever been made here in Al Jazeera has been a good one.
1: Oh, you were always a very good student, Dorothy. But I won't be happy until...
4: Until someday you find what's been bugging you all your life. The Majira inscription, right?
1: I have a, a gut feeling and instinct that it could be right here. Somewhere underneath these sands. And if I find it, I'll hold a key to one of the deepest secrets of all mankind.
4: Good Lord. What's that?
1: this time of the year.
4: Yeah, and the sun shining. What on oh, earth? Hold it, Dorothy. Stand,
1: stand still. That's an earth tremor. What? I never heard of an earthquake in this part of the world. Look
2: Quick, quick, Dorothy. Duck under the shelter. It's getting worse. Doctor, Dorothy, watch out. That support beam over your head. Whoa.
4: Are you, are you all right?
1: I. I think so. Little, little bump on the head. I. I guess I got away from that falling beam just in time.
4: Well, that earthquake or whatever it was came out of nowhere. Strange. You, you think it might have disturbed anything in the dig?
2: I doubted it.
1: It didn't last more than several. Dorothy. What? Don't move. Stay right where you are. What is it? Look there.
4: The, sh- the shard. A piece of broken pottery.
1: The earth tremor must have dislodged it. And we were standing almost on top of it. Get out your brush. Careful. Clean away the sand as carefully as you can. It's beautiful. And we're the first to lay eyes on it in thousands of years. Careful.
4: Look, th- th- there's writing on it around the circumference. Yes,
1: let's see. Oh, of course, that's pre Hellenic Greek. 3,500 years old if it's a day. Erebos, Uranu, Mason,
4: Something about heaven and earth.
1: A place of darkness midway between the deepest earth and highest heaven. Now, wait a minute, Dorothy. Look here.
4: Look, Mm -hmm.
1: around the edge just before it breaks off.
4: Well, that looks like... That looks like...
1: Majira. Majira. Exactly. Dorothy, this is it. It has to be the Majira inscription. And look... This little piece of black glass over here. That looks like obsidian. It's no bigger than a dime shaped like a face, an animal's face, and a little
4: hole at the top. And and little ears and eyes. Like the tiny head of a a sheep or a lamb. Dorothy, you
1: remember from your reading who Majira was?
4: One of the goddesses of vengeance, wasn't she?
1: The principal one, the spirit of revenge. Able to confuse and benumb men's minds with a potion called a failure. And when she wept... She wept
4: tears of blood. Yes, I remember.
1: And she kept changing her appearance from one creature to another. Her favorite disguise was a sheep or a lamb. Do you recall that she even assumed different shapes at one and the same time? Of course. Oh, this has to be it. This little lamb's head of black glass confirms it. Now, if I can only find the missing part of this inscription, it could lead to the elimination of everything in our lives that's corrupt and
4: evil. Oh, there's that rumbling again. And it's getting very dark. Doctor, let's get into the jeep and go back to the camp before anything really serious happens. I'm frightened.
1: Tomorrow morning, I leave for the mountains of the West. That's where the whole myth of Majira began piece of broken pottery may be the passport to the most important discovery a man could ever make. Uh,
4: I wish you'd change your mind about this trip.
1: Oh, there nothing to worry about.
4: Y- you have your bus ticket.
1: Right here in my pocket. And my revolver, just in case.
4: Well, let's hope you'll have no reason to use that. Dr. Oresti, one question. uh In the mountains of the West, where you're going, you say that Majira is very real to the people who live there. That's one of the reasons I'm going. You mean to say they actually claim to see her?
1: So they say. In different forms, under different names. And if she exists for them... She will exist for you? Until I find her and try to destroy her. But...
4: How do you destroy something that doesn't really exist? A myth, a legend. It's not as if Majira was really an actually living creature. Well, that's just the point. If I can find a way to destroy the
1: idea of Majira in the minds of the people, then the idea of vengeance, of, of getting even with the other fellow, will be killed. It may be the beginning of a way to find peace in the world.
4: Well, be careful, Doctor Oreste. and good. Luck.
1: Thank you. Oh, oh, by the way, I put a string through the hole in the little black lamb's head we found at the dig, and I'm going to wear it around my neck as an ornament, like this.
4: For uh, protection?
1: Well, why not? If that doesn't protect me, I don't know what will. <laughs>
2: Please carry these for me.
1: In front, Luke. And get me a taxi, please. A taxi. Where but Porter, where are you going? Or why are you running away? What's wrong with you? I guess I can carry my own bag, find my own taxi. Tell
5: me about that, Porter. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, for the love of our own. Have compassion for
1: the blessed fortune. Here, 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 take this.
5: And ah, the blessings of honor. The blessings of all of God go with you all. Save your
1: blessings, good woman, for an object more worthy than I. May all your days. No. Allah protect
5: me. Take your money. May God protect me from all evil.
1: Threw away the money I gave him. Well, what can be wrong? Welcome to the street of the seven silversmiths. Well, well, where did you... Uh, permit me to introduce myself. Mahmoud bin Said, your most humble servant. Proprietor of this modest shop behind you. House of Mahmoud rarest curios. Won't you enter and grace my poor establishment with the honor of your presence? Uh, look, Mr. Mahmoud, I've just arrived on the bus. It was a long, hard trip. All I want is a bed and a bath and please. a little rest. I understand perfectly. Won't you please step inside my shop, Mr.... Arresti, Dr. Carlo Oresti. Well, if you insist, but just for a minute. Uh, through these curtains, if you please... Ah, welcome. This is my home as well as my shop, you see. Uh, may I offer you a glass of mint tea? Well, not at this moment, thank you. Oh, your shop is beautiful. <laughs> thank you. And what an assortment. Old Berber rifles, ancient knives, swords from all over the world. All of them razor sharp. Yes, and these strange masks. Grotesque statuettes. With all these wonderful things you have here, would it be possible that you might also have samples of pottery, ancient pottery, shards, fragments, broken pieces that might have been found in this region, in caves, or in an excavation? Like this?
3: Uh, a moment
1: until I put on my spectacles. <laughs> At my age, is necessary to... Dr. Oresti, if you know what is good for you, leave my shop at once. Well, what's wrong? Ever since I stepped off the bus, everyone in this town seems Leave, to... leave, I beg you. I, I have nothing for you, nothing. Uh, go back to wherever you came from. You carry danger with you. You carry death. Go, go. Don't push me, please. Just, just tell me why and I'll Go. Why does everyone run away from me? And what are you talking about? I
3: carry danger. I carry death.
1: That talisman, the little animal head you wear about your neck, you know its meaning. It is one of the faces of Majira. This is why people run away from you. You terrify them. Well, then I'll take it off. You are trying to destroy Majira, correct? Abandon your search. Or she will destroy you first. I am not frightened. You should be. My people are, and they know. They know Majira. She fills them with a terror that cannot be measured. You are familiar with her weapons? I think so. The tears that are not tears of salt, but tears of blood. The potion that dulls the senses... The many different shapes that she assumes to confuse you, especially that of the Black Lamb. I know them all. And you know that above everything else, Margera will stop at nothing, nothing, to keep her secret hidden. The secret you are trying to uncover. I know the risk is great, and I'm willing to take it. <laughs> what was that? Who's laughing? What laughter I hear nothing I could have sworn I heard the voice of a girl A, a young girl Laughing oh, You imagined it I am sure Now if you will permit me To show you a few of my treasures uh, If you will look over your head Just above the chair On which you are sitting I see it A coat of mail No 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 Next to the coat of mail What's that that, that scuffed animal head mounted up there on the wall. Oh, no, no, no. It is nothing, Dr. Oresti. The local taxidermist had no room for it. He, he gave it to me. Well, why do you keep it? It's a curiosity. The head of one of our local mountain sheep. <laughs> that laughter. It seems to be coming right out of the mouth of that lamb. <laughs>
0: From the most ancient times, the lamb was the animal designated to be the symbolic victim of man's sacrifice to his gods. And now a lamb, a black lamb, has once again become symbolic. Only this time, for Dr. Carlo Oresti, it seems to have taken on a feeling of evil. But evil or not... It may lead him to the unraveling of a secret he thinks could begin to change the course of all mankind. I'll return shortly with Act Two. Dr. Carlo Oresti, archaeologist, has traveled halfway around the world searching for a piece of... Thousands of years old. He has unearthed part of it. He is convinced that if he can find the rest, it may lead to a revelation that could bring a more peaceful world. He sits in the curio shop of Mahmoud bin Said, staring at the stuffed head of a small black lamb mounted on the wall. <laughs> Who is that, Mr. Mahmoud? I, I told you, nothing... That
1: laughter... It seems to be coming right out of the mouth of that stuffed lamb's head up there. Dr. Horesti, you are a magic. No, no. It's going outside into the street. Where are you going, Dr. Horesti? I must follow that laughter.
2: No, no, stay where you are. Please. Don't try to stop me. I'm following it.
1: It keeps, it keeps moving around. And now where has it gone to? May I help you, sir? Huh?
5: Well, where did you come from? Martha, I am here. You are a stranger. You now have a
1: friend. Oh, that's very, very kind of you, I'm sure.
5: You will meet every friend you can get.
1: You're a very interesting young lady and a very pretty one, too. Beautiful, long-black hair.
5: Your words are most generous.
1: Who are your parents? Where do you live? And, uh, forgive me, please, but have you no better clothes than these that you wear?
5: You question much. My parents, who knows? I live where I wish. These torn writes, I prefer them. Why have you come to this place? What are you hoping to find here?
1: My work brings me here. I'm looking to uncover one of the deepest secrets of the world. What I should be looking for at this moment is a place to sleep. I've traveled a long way. I'm tired.
5: At the end of this street, there is the inn of the one-eyed camel. It will suit you. This thing you are looking for, whatever it may be, if you find it, what then?
1: Well, then I... uh... I will have things to do.
5: You have an idea where to find what you are searching for. Maybe I do. Some place of darkness. What? A place of little light. Who are you? I am your friend. But those words, where did... Too many questions. Oh, come. Take my hand. Something,
1: something is happening to me. I, 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 I find it difficult to breathe, to walk.
5: Oh, you are tired from your long journey. Here, drink from this little flask. Uh, it will help you. Drink deeply.
1: Cool. So, so sweet, like, like. Hold out my hand. Go, I. I think I'm going to faint.
2: Girl, where are you? Where have you gone?
1: Erebus, Uranu, meson, a place, darkness, midway. No, oh, no, no, don't try to move. Be quiet, Doctor Oreste. You will be well. Well, who are you? Oh, well, you're the man the man from the curio shop. Mahmoud bin Said at your service. What happened? I I I, I left your shop looking for a place to sleep. I know, I know. Well, where am I? What place is this? You are in my humble home. At the back of my small shop. You are welcome. Well, how did I get here? You are taken ill. Momentarily, you fainted in the street. I, I I remember she she gave me something to drink. Who gave you something to drink? Well, as I left your shop, a young a young girl came up to me. She seemed to know what I was here for. Her. What else? Why well, I I asked her who she was. She took hold of my hand. I I grew dizzy. And she gave you something to drink, very sweet. Yes, yes. And then I. I just passed out. I have done my best to warn you, Doctor. She knows why you are here. And she will do all in her power to destroy you. Doctor Oresti, go back to your own country. What are you talking about? I am talking about Magiera. Who else? Are you telling me that the young girl in the street... Rest quietly, sir. I will go bring you some cold water to drink. I shall be but a minute. It's so dark in here I can hardly see. Is it night?
5: (laughs) You? The girl who... How do you feel?
1: What did you give me to drink?
5: A small drop to warm the mind, the heart, the
1: soul. Where are you? I can't see you. It's grown so dark.
5: Here, at the back door. Rise from your bed and follow me. Follow me. And trust me. Here is the cold water, Dr. Oreste.
1: How did she get in here? Again? You saw her again? She was right here beside the bed. Sir, I fear most gravely for your safety. I'm not afraid, Mr. Mahmoud. I have a mission to fulfill. More important to you than your life? I've already wasted too much time. I'm going. No,
2: stay where you are.
1: Take your hands off me. Let me up.
2: I plead with you, do not leave this room.
1: I have an appointment, and I'm going to keep it. And where is that? I'm not absolutely certain. All I know is that it's a place of darkness midway between the deepest earth and highest heaven.
5: further to go. We are almost at the summit of the sacred
1: mountain. I, I must rest again. My, my head is so light. The air is so thin. We must be up six, seven thousand feet.
5: Mountains.
1: Everything is pitch black. There's not a star in the skies.
5: It is past midnight, and perhaps a storm comes. You
1: will stay here with me?
5: i let you here. I have not the slightest intention of leaving you. Uh,
1: tell me, why have you brought me to the top of this mountain?
5: Because it is sacred to us. Here, sit down beside me on this flat rock. Oh, your hand. It is
1: bleeding. Oh, it's nothing. We scraped it on a rock as we were coming up.
5: I kiss your bleeding hand. The taste of your blood is exciting. Hold me in your arms. into my eyes. I... I can't. What's wrong?
2: There's a pain in the back of my head that I can hardly see. My my
1: head is beginning to
5: spin. It is the height of the sacred mountain. You are not used Don't, Don't let me fall. Of course not, my dear. For you. (laughs) The very best of care.
1: and my skull.
5: You are a fool. Why do you not return to your own country instead of playing this child's game?
1: Child's game?
5: That piece of pottery you have in your knapsack.
1: How do you know about that? I never told you.
5: Ask no questions. That piece of pottery will lead you nowhere. It is meaningless.
1: It won't be when I find the missing fragment.
5: And do you think you will find it where?
1: place of darkness?
5: Midway between the deepest earth and highest heaven, yes? <laughs> you fool! Where do you think you are? This mountain is 8,000 feet above the level of the sea. The top of this mountain is midway between the depths of the earth and the highest point we see in the heavens. Darkness! <laughs> A place of darkness! Can you see your own bleeding hand in front of your face, you blundering fool? How
1: dare you talk to me that week?
5: You fuck me.
2: You dare to strike me. (laughs) Look. See what you have done. (laughs) You're weeping. You... You have made me (laughs) weep.
5: Bring your lantern to my face.
1: Tears are streaming down your cheeks, (laughs) tears. A bright red blood. Now let me get my handkerchief. I wipe the blood from your cheeks.
5: And what else do you see, my very good friend? Your face.
1: Your face is changing. You're becoming an ugly old woman with
5: cracked skin and your hair. My beautiful long black
1: hair. It's turning into writhing, terrible
5: snakes. Their jaws are filled with poison which they will spit at you. Hold me in your arms, as you did before. No, no I can't. Oh, it's my shining black hair. my black <laughs> hair. They're
2: squirming serpents. <laughs> yes, They're a... spitting <laughs> out their venom. <laughs> you want me to die. Dr. Oresti. Dr. Oresti. Are you here? Over here. Dr. Oresti, where are you? Uh, Oh, I never thought I would make her
1: to this summit. Ah, are ah, you all right, good sir? I... Uh, I think so. How did you know I was here? I knew
3: the danger.
1: I followed you. Where is she? Has she gone? The girl, again. I came close to losing my life. I think I would have if you hadn't come when you did. Fortune has been kind this night. Now... After I catch my breath, we had best go back down. The dawn begins to lighten in the east. And, sir... Yes, Mr. Mahmoud. Would you like to take our little friend with you?
2: What friend? Where?
1: Lift your light a little higher. There, on that flat rock. A beautiful... ...little black lamb. I'll carry it down to the village. It's just... Where is it? Where did
2: it go? It disappeared.
0: (laughs) Even as Dr. Oresti stretches out his hand... ...the black lamb melts into air into thin air but just as there is a faith that moves mountains that makes all darkness light dr oresti continues to believe he has faith that he can find the means of destroying magera goddess of vengeance and with that a beginning to a more harmonious existence for all men i'll return shortly with act three philosopher of the Middle East has said that revenge is a luscious fruit, which, like the pomegranate or the persimmon, takes a long time to ripen. Once it comes to maturity, the taste is unmistakable, unique, and sometimes very sweet. Dr. Oresti and his companion are on top of a mountain in a far-off land A strange girl has been with them and has vanished. Then, for an instant, there was a small black lamb. As suddenly as it materialized, so suddenly it disappeared. And then... Look,
1: look, Mr. Mahmood. The lamb's back again. I don't understand. Where, where, Where did it come from? Where did it go? Bring your light a little closer, sir. Right near its head. Oh, so do you see anything peculiar about this little lamb? Its eyes. It's as if blood had been dripping from its eyes. Like tears. Tears of blood. Are you telling me, Mr. Mahmoud, that this, this little animal...
2: I tell you nothing, sir.
1: She was here, Mr. Mahmoud. After a time we quarreled, she tasted my blood, she embraced me... And she tried to suffocate me. She grew old and horrible before my eyes. Her beautiful hair became poisonous snakes. Dr. Oresti, it has been a long and exhausting night for both of us. Shall we go down to the village and try to get some sleep? Not just yet. What are you doing? Put down that gun. I came almost 10,000 miles to do two things. The missing part of the Majira inscription, and I failed in that. And second, to destroy Majira if I could
2: find her. Mr. Mahmood, I have found her. You missed. The lamb is running away. Something wrong with his gun. Ah, too late, sir.
1: It has escaped down the mountainside. There we go. Wait. Just a minute. Look! Right here where the lamb was lying. Put on your glasses and look.
0: There's
3: this broken fragment of pottery that the lamb was lying on. The
1: same shape. The same colors. It has to be the rest of the Majira inscription. <laughs> Watch carefully where you place your feet, Dr. Oreste. These mountain paths can be more treacherous. Thank you. I'll be careful. How much farther do we have
3: to go? Once
1: we get past this huge boulder before us, we shall catch our first glimpse of the village. Mr. Markle, don't move. Uh, what is it? There. On top of the boulder. The
2: black lamb. The same one.
1: Only this time I'll get it. You just watch. <laughs> ah, but what's, what's the matter with you? You fell right against me. I'm most sorry. My foot slipped. Yes, and I missed again. The daughter arrested. Look, over there. But well, not another one. Still another black yes. lamb? Yes. And see, another. And another. A whole flock
2: of them. And every one of them jet black. They're heading toward us. They're going to push us right off this cliff. What do we do? Stand to Let me try to take care of them. What's that? It sounds like the voices and wings of many birds. You're right. There are thousands of them. Flying straight toward us, toward our heads. Well, what are they? Crows, ravens? Blackbirds of some kind. They're coming in a straight line right at me. Go away, you filthy birds. Go Go away.
1: Another glass of hot mint tea, Doctor. Thank you. You know, I I, I can't thank you enough for getting me down off the mountain safely. I thought those crows, or whatever they were, were going to blind me. They come sometimes. They think of other creatures as trespassers. Yes. Now, let's get back to this shard of pottery. Uh, where did I put my spectacles? Ah, yes. Here they are. You can see the, the two pieces fit together perfectly. As I suspected they would. The colors, the shape, the design, and the inscription. Everything. Extraordinary. Now, if we can decipher it. I'll I leave that to you, sir. Now, let's see. The first word looks like... Monoi, and then Timoria, vengeance. Let's see now. Vengeance belongs, and then there's the other piece that fits in here that says, to Majira. And then, then there's the word alone. Vengeance belongs to Majira alone. Now, follow the writing around the circumference. Tain, A. Something about peace. Yes, peace. Peace will be found... No, no, no. Must be found in... Yes, Dr. Rusty. In... In the heart of man. In the heart of man. You understand the meaning of what you hold in your hand? Well, of course. That the place of darkness midway between the deepest earth and highest heaven is the heart of man, and that's the place where real peace must be looked for. Most interesting. There is no goddess of vengeance, and there never was. She existed, if she ever did, only in the minds of the stupid and the ignorant. And now you will return to your own country screaming to the world that there is no Magihera? Is that correct, Dr. Oreste? Is that correct? What are you doing? Put down that scimitar. Are you out of your mind? You have disappointed me, Dr. Oresti. And more important, you have made me unhappy. Most unhappy.
2: It is not right for you to make me weep. It is wrong, Dr. Oreste, Very wrong. Mr. mood You are weeping, weeping tears of blood. Of course, dear daughter. And now, would you like me to change my shape into a little black lamb? Or an old and ugly hag with snakes for hair? Or perhaps a beautiful young girl? Or a flock of crows on the mountainside. And then back again to Mahmoud. This kindly, elderly merchant of Curios. Name it. I shall become what you wish when you wish it. You, you are... You see, the chira does exist. Now that you know that... This blade will make a fast end to you and your large secret one. You there!
3: Police!
1: Police, come! Come quick! What is it, sir? How can I be of help? I've just shot someone. Killed them, I think. In self-defense. Who
3: did you kill? How?
1: Where? Back there in the shop. The proprietor.
3: The proprietor? What shop? Are you blind?
1: The curio shop. I shot and killed the man who called himself Mahmoud bin
3: Said. Mahmoud bin Said? <laughs> That's not possible. Why not? Mahmoud has been dead for more than 200 years. My grandfather used to speak of him, and his grandfather before him. What on earth are you talking about? Mahmoud, the mad one. He was said to live here on this very street of the seven silversmiths, behind a kind of curio shop. The tale goes that the poor man was completely out of his mind, poor fellow. The family line ended with his death. And how... Just how did he meet his death? Well, oh, the story is that his life was ended by a shot from a gun
1: and who shot this Mahmoud
3: most stranger, a man who, for some reason, was seeking revenge <laughs> seeking revenge seeking revenge seeking, seeking revenge. revenge seeking, seeking revenge. revenge
1: seeking. seeking, revenge. Revenge. seeking Revenge.
4: Dr. Oresti. Doctor, how do you feel? Who is that? Dorothy. Don't try to move. You're going to be fine. Well, I... I I don't understand how... The earthquake. But it's all over now. Don't you remember? Earthquake? When you ducked into the shelter here the big wooden beam over your head split and came right down on you. Of course, I I, I remember. I I, I tried to get out of the way, but I couldn't. No. You had me worried there for a bit. You were out cold for a a good whole minute. A minute?
1: You mean all that happened in just
4: one minute? All, all what happened? Well, thanks to that
1: conk on the head, I'd been off on a... Very fascinating trip,
4: a, a voyage to nowhere. Whatever that's supposed to mean. But tell me something, Doctor. Yes. That little thing you're wearing on a string. Where? Around your neck. Looks like the head of a little black lamb. I've never seen that before.
1: Well, neither have I. How do you
0: suppose it got there? Oh. We began this tale by saying that 5,000 years ago is just a minute ago, a blink of the eye to some men. To them, we said, the morning of the world is just a tick of the clock away. For Carlo Oresti, it took just that one minute to carry him back hundreds of years to another time, another place, and another world. I'll be back shortly. I have read that there are a good many far-off places where they still devoutly believe in things like a goddess of vengeance who, to confuse the people, changes her appearance at will into any number of different shapes, even into several different forms at the same time. I'd love to see that for myself sometime, with one reservation. I'd like to get there by the usual means of transportation, and not by a zonk on the head. Our cast included Arnold Moss, Joan Lovejoy, Court Benson, and Evie Juster. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale.
4: Did, did anyone examine you? Well, an intern looked at me and asked me to wait, only, only I couldn't, you see. Why not? Well, because I, I had to find somebody. I, I didn't remember who or where to begin, except with, with, with this. Well, what is it? Just a piece of paper, like from a phone pad with a number 380. Oh. What do you think it means? Um, a room, maybe? There's no such room number in this hospital. Oh, I thought maybe it might might be the old lady's. What old lady? I don't know. What was the old lady's name? I... I don't know. What is your name, miss? But that's the whole trouble, don't you see? I don't know that either.
0: Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated.